This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. I'm dancing to my own theme song. What's up with the what's up, babe? Huh? How we feeling out there in the the land of MMA misfits that listen to me talk about placing bets? What's up with the what's up, man? I'm excited to talk to you guys. Decent little card we got here, huh? Main event is absolutely fire. I'm talking fire. If you're an MMA fan and you don't like this main event, hit the bricks, babe. Hit the bricks because this main event, it does something to me. We're going to break it down. I broke it down a little bit on Anakin Florian this week. Uh, I gave out my pick. I have some mixed feelings about it. We'll obviously get to that. Top to bottom, doing the whole card, giving my three locks, ending it with the slime ball. We hit almost a five to one last week, baby. This one, I think the slime ball, I'm a little ill prepared, but I think the slime ball is coming in around plus 300 something. Don't quote me on that. Lines have been a uh, moving, but... Uh, I'm excited. This is a decent little card here. I know, listen, we're going to get this, guys. These cards are watered down. Look at the fight nights from a few years ago. We're UFC's building talent. Who says that maybe in, um, you know, uh, a two years that Jarrett Gordon isn't as big as Justin Gaethje was, right? I know that's an exaggeration. Or Natan Levy or Tashara Tahara or Carlos Canadana, or Alexander Romanov, who could be future champ. We don't know, but there's fights, babe, and they're putting lines on it, so you know I'm putting money on it. First, listen, guys, I've been getting <clears throat> the show on, on Monday. We did the, the Ray, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> it basically is the Ray Longo show. We did the Anna Conforian show on Monday, sworn with compliments. It's unbelievable, and uh, I'm very humbled by it. Truly, I am. And, um, but I got to admit something to you, you know, this is a really tough thing to admit, but you know, this is a safe space, right? This is the trust tree. You know what I mean? And I'm honest. I'm always going to be honest with you guys. You take time out of your day to listen to me. The least I can do is be authentic and be real and honest. Um, I think I've gone full Hollywood. Yeah. I think I've, I've gone, I haven't done anything yet. I've, I haven't made shit. But I think I went full Hollywood. I hired somebody to cut my grass. Yeah, I know. I know. That's tough for me to that's tough for me to even admit right there. Uh I've been cutting grass. I mean, when I was growing up, I, I came from a household where it was not strict. My parents are great. I was never grounded. I never really had chores. But the one thing I did was I cut that fucking grass. And my parents didn't have a very big yard. My yard's basically the same thing as my parents. It usually takes me 25, 30 minutes to cut my grass. And uh, a couple years ago, uh, you know, well, a funny story. So my parents hired somebody. My stepdad gave it up years ago. And when uh, and they had a lawnmower, that's what I used to use. And I was like, hey, you know, I don't have a lawnmower for this house. The, 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 the owners left the lawnmower. It kind of blew up. So I was like, hey, can I, can I uh, use your lawnmower? And they're like, uh, he's like, yeah, it's great. It's a Toro. He's telling me how fucking great it is. He hasn't used it in a few years because they get the grass cut. You know, this is the top of the line. You know, I went and picked it up. He's like talking it up like it's the fucking best lawnmower ever invented. And then I literally cut my half of my grass and it blows up. And I'm not even exaggerating. The fucking engine blew up. 
it had no oil in it. He didn't put oil in it. The oil was like gone and it blew up. And so I had to go buy a lawnmower and I bought like the cheapest one I could. It was like 140, 150 bucks. A little Honda push mower, not even a self-propelled wheels where you can pull that lever and it kind of moves for you. Straight push lawnmower, cheap as you can get. Beat the piss out of this thing for the past few years. And she dead. She was dead last year. I barely got the last year. The last uh, day I cut the grass, I forget, you know, whatever, whatever month it was, October or whatever. Um, the last time I cut the grass, I barely got it done. So, you know, I'm looking at new lawnmowers. Your boy's doing well. He's hitting some numbers, hitting some nice little, you know, plays here. Got some nice little bankroll. And my buddy of mine, you know, has an electric lawnmower at work. And he was going to let me test it out. And, of course, I start researching electric lawnmowers. And I need the best one. There's ones like 500 bucks. And, uh, you know, I'm all set, ready to buy it. And I go, you know, Mother's Day's coming up. You know, my wife's awesome. She's amazing. My mom needs, she got, they got new dogs. And one of her dogs chewed up her clutch. I want to buy my mom a clutch. You know, so I'm like, you know, should I really drop 500 bones on a lawnmower? And then I just, you know, I just put some feelers out there. Put it on Facebook and a friend of a friend's son's cut grass for the summer. It's not like a professional thing. They're like 16, 18 years old, trying to make a couple little extra scratch for the summertime. Um, and so they came over and, and cut the grass, did a wonderful job, super nice kids, tipped them well, paid them well, considering my yard's not that big. But uh, I tell you what, I, I was sitting inside eating dinner. Wife made tacos the other night when they were cutting the grass. And I was just looking out at them, you know, I, and I'm not, you know, another thing that I need to admit that I'm not very proud of of being a man is I just don't really care about my yard that much. Now I don't keep trash in my yard and you know, I keep it cut and, uh, you know, I don't let it get overgrown or whatever, but you know, I, ain't, I ain't sprinkling the yard. I ain't put true green on it. Wife's plant flowers a few times, but I just, you know, the, I got the dad jokes. I'm a father of two. I've been married for six years. I just don't got the yard bug yet. You know what I mean? Like, my father, you know, he went through it. My father-in-law loves his yard. Like, you know, my buddy of mine, he owns, he owns his house down the street. He's all into it. And I'm just like, haven't got there yet. Don't really care. But eating tacos, watching these kids mow the lawn, I'm like, feeling like I felt pretty good about it. But then a little shame came over me because I'm 35 years old. It's a little tiny yard. I should be cutting the yard. But I'm fucking Hollywood now, baby. You know what I mean? No, in all seriousness, seriousness though, Ray Longo, you know, we, we recorded on Monday. He came after me, which is very rare. I usually follow Ray in the Ray Longo minutes, usually what they kick the show off with. And so he followed me, and he's been complimentary before, and he just he was really complimentary compared to Max Kellerman, which is a huge compliment. Max Kellerman, you know, I knew him obviously through his boxing analysis. He's huge on ESPN, and, and Ray compared me to him when, when Max came up and just – incredibly complimentary uh, of me, Ray Longo, the fucking legend. So as John Anik and Keddy and then Heidi Dean, who works at UFC, who's like one of the greatest people in the world, super awesome person. Um, you know, they have all been very complimentary of me. And, and, and honestly, like I'm the type of person that really thrives off positive affirmation. I'm not like a, I don't need like a drill sergeant telling me I suck to do better. All these compliments I'm getting, and even for the people that are now following me and people writing me nice messages on Twitter saying, "Hey, I've been with you since day one." My buddy's giving me compliments. It's it's very overwhelming, and I'm and and instead of getting a huge ego, which is what you know, I already have an ego. We all do. All men, all women, all all everyone has an, some kind of ego to them. You know, I'm a very confident, filled young man. Um, but instead of, you know, obviously like joking about going Hollywood and stuff, like these compliments of these very special people, these people who are very successful and these people who are top of their fields and hall of famers and, and the best in the biz, 
giving me compliments only makes me want to work harder. It just makes me want to, I'm not fucking calling in and phoning stuff in or whatever. Like I'm, I'm, this is what I want to fucking do. You know what I mean? I was kind of mixed about it when I first started the podcast. It was a little bit of a slow burn. Didn't really get the traction. I thought I, 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 you know, I guess I had higher expectations or whatever. I was trying to manifest different things, but re- reality is, is I'm in a good spot now where John gave me a chance and the, and, and Kenny as well. And, and, and now I'm getting seen by people and people are not listening to me and it's very humbling and, and in a crazy experience. And instead of just phoning it in and acting like I've made it, I haven't done shit. This is what I want to do though. I I've, I've known that for a while I didn't know if I could hack it. I didn't know if I was talented enough. I didn't know if I was good enough. I thought my picks were good enough, but, you know, am I going to be good on camera? Can I speak well? And all that stuff's coming naturally to me. So, you know, I'm all in. This is this is what I want to do. And I have some of the great people in this sport that are telling me that I do have a future in this. So I'm shooting for it, baby. I don't know what the future holds, but uh, I'm I'm shooting I'm shooting for it. I'm all the fuck in, and being all the way in is because of all the positive informa- uh, positive compliments I've gotten from several people, everyone on Twitter, even the negative comments. I love it. Feed me it, baby. I just I you know what I mean. My parents, when I grew up, my mom thinks I'm the greatest thing in the world. Still does. I can't do no wrong in her eyes. My stepdad, the most negative guy in the world. So I'm super balanced. I grew up very balanced, and it worked out perfect. But uh, I'm all in, baby. I, I've known it from the start, you know, but, you know, with all these fucking incredible people tell me great things uh, about me and it's very humbling and, and it makes me blush a little bit, um, it, it just, it, it, it confirms my gut feeling that I, I, I need to do this. This is what I need to do. MMA is my life. Even if I wasn't sitting here talking to this microphone right now, I'd be picking fights. You know, I'd be obsessed with fights. I mean, you know, so... Uh, thank you a long way about it. Thank you for all the people who have sent me great compliments and, and just reset on Twitter and follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, it's, it's pretty cool, man. This is something that, you know, it's, it's a dream come true and I, and I haven't done anything yet. I haven't done anything. I'm going to keep getting better. Uh, even if I don't make it, even if I, I don't go anywhere, I'll still have this podcast and I'm always going to be growing. I'm always going to be giving different fights. I'm always, or different types of breakdowns and try to try to get better. I'm not perfect. I need to really, uh, you know, lock it in. And maybe one of these days I'll go perfect card. I'll go three cards in a row. Perfect picks. I mean, can you imagine, you know what I mean? Just, I have a lot of goals set out for myself right now and, and I'm, and I'm fucking motivated never because how can Ray Longo not compliment you and light a fire under your ass? You know what I mean? So lit a fire under me. I've had the fire for a while, but now it's burning. And speaking of fire, let's get to these fire picks. So my cards could be a little different. I printed this off a couple days ago. So if you're like really like kind of like going by the book on uh, on topology, my card is a little different. So the first five night ox and a Romanoff <sighs> minus twenty two hundred. Last week he was fifteen hundred. They saw him weigh in. They saw him jacked. They're like, oh, this dude's down twenty pounds. He ain't fucking around. He's fighting Chase Sherman. They were supposed to fight last Saturday. Something has happened to Chase. Chase is a plus eleven hundred, um, and uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. A medical emergency where he couldn't fight. A lot of there's a lot of rumors. Maybe a panic attack. I don't know. Couldn't be that serious because they rebooked it. And uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I I was on Romanov before. I'm on Romanov again. You can't touch this guy anywhere. Him by finish. Him by submission is absolutely 
blown the fuck up on the books. So DraftKings doesn't have any props available right now. I did see a prop available for him to finish was like minus 600. It's just an avoid fight. It's just, you know, it's it's just watch the fucking slaughter happen. You know what I mean? It's let Chase get paid and let Romanov Donkey Kong punch him into oblivion. I still see a submission happening. Maybe come Saturday if there are props available and a submission looks kind of juicy, I'll throw it in there. Because I see him pounding Chase out, wrapping up a neck, and uh, taking it with him, <clears throat> or an arm, or head and arm, or whatever. Taking, he's taking fucking something home with Chase. Chase, you're, you're missing a body park on Saturday, bro. Uh, guarantee it. But listen, again, if your capper's giving this guy top ticket, if he's telling you to hammer him, cool, but any fucking guy on the street can do that. I, I actually think this is a pass. You can't touch this. It's too big everywhere. Props are big. The money line's big. These are heavyweights. Chase Sherman can go out there and fucking knock him out. Chase is a big boy. Got good leg kicks. Problem is, he's very weak on the ground. Romanov is very good on the ground. That's why the line is this way. Plus, Romanov looks to be in incredible shape. Uh, I'm not touching this fight. The pick is Romanov. Again, unless I get like a 300 to 200 uh, price on Romanov by submission. I'll throw that with some other props in a parlay, but probably not. I'm probably looking on a pass on this one, boys. Uh, but yeah, let's just watch Romanov work here, man. All right, next up. I've been getting made fun of how I pronounce names because I got I was born with marbles in my mouth, and so we got a UFC day, uh, debut here, Japanese fighter. Tashura Tyra. Tatsuro Tyra. This dude's interesting to me, right? I like this kid. Not a lot of... Japanese fighters in MMA anymore, or at least in the UFC. Excuse me, they have risen, they have Shuto, um, but in one FC as well. But not a lot of Japanese fighters are in like the UFC, like prime right now. And, and I love, I'm such an old school guy that I love these, you know, back in the pride days. There was always a great Japanese fighter, Sakuraba. They had a lot of guys, TK back in the day with his wars, wars with Bob Boz Rutten and then that fluke victory over Fedor. Like, Japanese to me symbolizes martial arts. You know, it's a martial arts country. They they're huge over there. They literally have the best boxing gloves in the world, winning boxing gloves. Unbelievable. They make it over there. They have great boxers right now. They have great kickboxers, but MMA is lacking. Enter this kid. He's 22 years old. 10 and 0. How many submissions he's got? He's, he's, he's all his wins by finish? Okay. So he's got two uh two decisions. Eight out of his ten are by finish. He's got um He's got a couple ground punches and then a couple triangle chokes, rear naked chokes. Um, I looked up to this guy because I didn't know who he was really. Comes from the shooter organization. And I liked what I saw for a 22-year-old. Defensively, a little bit of a problem. Defensively, I think he can get a little wild. Got a good leg kick. His boxing's coming along. But overall, I think he's kind of a solid little prospect here. And, and I like it. I'm rooting for this Japanese guy to come over because it just it's very nostalgic to me. You know, when I was... Speaking about what I'm, when I was saying, I was all in, <clears throat> all in trying to do this. Uh, back in high school, I horrible grades because I was obsessed with MMA. All I did was go on Sure Dog in the underground and fight about Pride versus Pride versus UFC and who would win, Chuck and Vandalay. And literally, like, I became so obsessed from you. I could literally because after UFC 100, I started drinking alcohol, so it becomes fuzzy. But we should do this in the podcast. I'll have Christian over, I'll, I'll, or not over, I'll have Christian on or someone, and they can read off UFC 40 to UFC 100. From For those 60 events, I could tell you who the main event was, and I can tell you who how that person won the main event. And if I really searched, I could tell you the round. So for six, I was 
addicted, right? And then after UFC 100, again, I started drinking, you know, chicks involved, whatever. Still was obsessed, but my memory got, you know, became compromised a little bit. But I love that a Japanese fighter is getting a little bit of hype right now. He's in the UFC, making his debut against Carlos Candelara. This gentleman's had two shots in the contender series. He won the contender series um, decision, excuse me, Dan White's contender back in 2017. Took four years off, three, yeah, four years off, excuse me. Gets a fight, then gets back in the contender series, loses, and now he gets a now he gets a shot in the UFC. Uh, Victor Altamirino was a fight he lost by split decision. It was a very very close fight. But Tara here, if I time, I gotta learn how to pronounce this guy's name because I'm I'm big on him. I saw him on uh, he looks me in tremendous shape. Saw him on Instagram or excuse me Instagram and Twitter. He's got like a bowl cut, like right, like rocking a straight bowl cut, and he's doing some like kind of like shaka, like you know, like it wasn't praying, but you know, like energy thing. Looks to me in great shape. I like this kid a lot here. Minus 240. He was up in the 300s, I believe, a couple days ago. Minus 240. Let's see what he sits at now. Minus 235. So the price is going down a little bit. Some people might like Carlos here. I think the biggest issue in this fight is, uh, is Tachora's got to be careful in the striking. He's pretty sure of himself. He's good, but defensively, he, he can leave himself open. I'm a little worried about that. But offensively, he's great. His wrestling's a little weak as well. But if he gets to the ground, he fucking goes for it. He creates scrambles on the feet. He'll backpack you. He could drop you and then get you on the ground. He's really good on the ground for 22 years old. This is a nice little prospect here. Not going to be a parlay piece because he's a newcomer. He's 22. He's 10-0, and 0, making his GFC debut. Could be a lot of jitters. A lot of stuff need to be answered, but he is my send him home. Send him home. Send him home early. I think he's going to finish Carlos here, and, and, and Carlos, I think, is a pretty durable dude, pretty solid everywhere. It just doesn't blow me away anywhere. It took those four years off. I don't know if there was injuries, if, if what happened. Maybe he's just trying to get better. He's 30 years old, wasted some of his prime, in my opinion. I like uh, Tashura here. By probably submission, because that's his like go-to. Let's see if the props are available for my guys here. No props available right now in DraftKings. Over uh, two and a half as a minus one fifteen under two and a half. So it's a dead pick from over under. Don't really have a good read on that, but I do like to show her here by submission. Uh, so that's gonna be something interesting. Maybe I'll do a prop show again on Friday since I'm not getting any props right now from DraftKings. Can't really see them, but uh, Tashor Tide again. I'm getting a nostalgic vibe, baby. Pride never dies, baby. Uh, next up, a guy, another name. I'm, I'm gonna fucking struggle here. Johan Lanisi. Mm, fucking nailed it. Gabe Green nailed that. Uh, Lohan is plus one twenty-five. Gabe Green minus one forty-five. Saw so a lot of Gabe Green love this week. And I think this fight, did this jump up? No, it's her story. So I saw a lot of Gabe Green love this week. A lot of official picks, early picks were Gabe Green, Gabe Green this. Two fights in the UFC, dropped his debut to Daniel Rodriguez, and then had a really good win over Philip Rowe, who I do have uh, as a pretty highly touted prospect, in my opinion, Phil Rowe, big for the division. Looked a little gassy in that fight. Not gassy in that way, but like gassed out in that fight. Gabe Green took it to him. Gabe Green chased at a good dream. Um, props are available for this fight. I and the thing is, I don't have a great read on this fight prop wise. I like Gabe Green. He's slime ball candidate number one. I like Gabe Green. Uh, Johan's a guy that I looked up. He's, he's, he likes to wrestle. He has some power in his hands, but he just doesn't seem to put it together well. He's still kind of young. He's coming out of a gym I've never really heard of. Maybe he made his way over to Vegas here. I'm not really sure. But uh, he's currently at a plus 115, so Gabe Green's even cheaper at minus 135 than when I had him at minus 145 yesterday. Um, I just think Gabe Green's going to be better everywhere. He's going to be able to control it on the feet. Johan likes to wrestle a little bit, but I don't I love his wrestling. His power is there. The knockout for him to win by knockout is plus 200, so the Vegas Thinks that's the way he's going to win. Gabe Green has a solid chin. He took some big shots with D-Rod, who's, who's a fucking big 170 and can crack. 
I'm not worried about Chin there. I'm worried about maybe Gabe getting a little confident here, but he needs to put a run together. I think he knows how important this fight is. Guy coming off the contender series, you're a slight favorite here. You got a good win over Phil Rowe. Uh, you got to come in and make a statement here. He's a young guy. He's 10 and 3, good records. Been in there with some good people. Gabe Green by decision, plus 330, kind of stands out to me. A lot of people saw him at knockout at plus 350. Wouldn't be mad at that. You're getting kind of a similar price. Uh, either way, Gabe Green's my pick here. I looked at Johan for a second, for a split fucking second. I looked at the guy, and then I saw some tapes, saw the contender series fights, saw some fights. Uh, Outside the contender series, I'm just like, I just guy's a little stiff. He has power. He seems to be pretty big and strong, but his takedowns looked a little stiff to me. His striking looks stiff. You know, comes comes out with power. He does have power, but he doesn't seem super fluid to me. And I think a lot of those shots, when you're stiff like that, you're not as fluid. You can get red pretty easily. I think Gay Green's at a good camp uh, and, and high level enough that he's able to read these shots, stop the takedown, and, and kind of take this fight over where he wants to go. So, again, Gay Green, sliding ball candidate number one. Uh, I like that fight. Mike Breeden, plus 170 versus Natan Levy, minus 200. Natan Levy let me down, man. Natan Levy let me down. This is Chris Curtis's guy. Chris was telling me about him. They trained together in Vegas. This is one of Chris's like early training partners in Vegas. And uh, I bet heavy on him. I went heavy on him in Hoffie Garcia fight, and he just he didn't really show up. Didn't really do much. Lost a decision, but this guy wants to get to the ground. He wants to either control you or submit you. He's got some good submissions coming from the contender series. He won by arm triangle choke in the third round. Has shown some gas. Took a little bit of time off. Got his UFC debut. Now he's against Mike Breeden here. Pretty good size favorite. Um, don't love the favorite. So I have him at minus 200. So he's, he's, he's now have since moved on DraftKings at minus 195. Mike Breen will plus 165. Mike Breen's fought a lot of good people and his record's not like terrible, but I just, I just don't see it. Right. You know, he's 33 years old, which I don't love. He's coming out of James Krause's gym, which is a good gym, but you know, his Alex Hernandez knocked him out when his UFC debut took down a fight in real, relatively short notice. Um, and I think that, you know, he was just, he was just under, uh, undersized a little bit in that fight. Anthony Romero, contender series, was a shot loss. Got a lot of wins over in the LFA here. Brandon Jenkins, Cherwin Diaz, Henry Lindsay, Ivy Nixon, Lucas Clay. Like, Lucas Clay is a pretty good prospect, I believe. Yeah, Lucas Clay is a pretty good prospect as a loss early in his career. But, you know, I just I just don't see it, right? I just don't see it. He's never been submitted, I don't think. Yeah, so he's only been knocked out. So, um, but I don't know if he's ever fought like a pure grappler yet. I'm, I'm sure Breeden has some kind of takedown background, uh, or excuse me, wrestling background. And James Krause got him ready. James Krause got to have this motherfucker ready to uh, fight Natan Levy's style. And Natan kind of laid an egg for me. I, I expected a little bit more of Rafael Garcia, but Garcia just coming off a really good win himself. So... I'm going to go Levy here. I'm going to go Levy, and let me see what the props is. Any prop, I mean, Levy by submission, plus 350. I mean, the shirt says value, boys. I like the value on that. That's a prop that maybe we'll talk about later this week. But plus 350 is something interesting. Natan Levy to win by decision is plus 120. That's also a nice, nice little number. I thought maybe him to win by decision was not going to be so nice because uh, Breeden's never been submitted before, and Natan Levy doesn't have big, not big knockout power. All right, next up, we have Daniel De Silva. This guy's got like four different names. I on topology is Daniel De Silva versus Francisco Figueroa, Frankie Figgies. Uh, minus 130 for De Silva, plus 110 for Frankie Figs. This is the younger or older, let me see, younger brother of Devison Figueroa, current 125 pound champion. And, you know, um, <laughs> 
you know, Devison got all the talent, most of the talent. <laughs> I, I just, I'm not high in Frankie Figgy right here. Uh, Jerome Rivera was a layup win. Jerome Rivera, um, decent little fighter, I guess, but not a great chin. Didn't have a win the UFC. That was his debut. Decisioned him. Um, and then just Malcolm Gordon, who, again, had a rough UFC go for a little bit. Beat him decision as well. He gassed out. You know, his, his, his skills aren't all that great, in my opinion. I think his striking's not that good. His jiu-jitsu's not that good. Daniel Silva or Daniel Lacerda. Uh, there's like four different names for this guy when you look him up. He made his UFC debut against Jeff Molina. Got knocked out in the second round. Competitive fight, but Molina is a stud. Molina has really good, tight boxing. All his fights before that were in Brazil. Excuse me, there was one. Oh, no, shoot Brazil. Okay, yeah. All were in Brazil, and the records are, you know, Four and two, 13 and 12, 2011. So, like, again, he's not beating and fighting the best guys in the world. You know, um, he minus 125 favorite, plus 105 on Frankie Fig. You know, you got to think Frankie Fig, maybe he went to his brother in Arizona, right? Went to Henry Sudo. Maybe they cleaned him up. Maybe you like the underdog number here. I'm I'm a chalk boy. Even though I'm wearing a value boy shirt, I'm going to be a chalk boy. This could be a pass for me. I don't have a great read on this fight. I think Daniel De Silva... Um, is going to win this fight. I think he's a little more talented, but there's just not enough for me to go on it because he fought Jeff Molina, who's a stud, and then uh, Frankie Figgy's got, you know, one-on-one UFC against average competition, the Jerome Rivera fight. You know, he didn't look all that great in. Malcolm Gordon fight definitely looked great in. You know, it's 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 tough. This is a tough fight to cap, you know, because I'm not high on either guy, and I don't know enough about either guy. I can see here and watch tape till I'm blue in the eyes. I just still don't have a good enough read. But the pick is Silva. You'll go chalk. You'll go medium chalk or light chalk, minus 125. Props, I have no idea. I, decision win by Lacerda, which is plus 275. You want to get a juicy number, I mean, go decision win. But again, not a strong lead on either of that. So I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go chalk there, boys. Sorry for letting you down. Went chalky. Gina Manzini. Is that how you pronounce her name? Yeah, Manzini, right? I feel like I said her name one time and Christian like laughed at me. Gina Manzini. Mazzani? Gina Manzani, maybe? For Shannon Young, Mazzani minus 160, Shannon Young plus 140. Mazzani, I believe she's married to or dating Tim Elliott. And her last couple fights, she has looked in great shape. She's taking it super seriously. Maybe not, not saying she wasn't taking it before, but she looks to be in incredible shape. Coming off a loss over Priscilla Cachuela, round two to Danny Kitio. Before that was a nice stoppage over Rachel Osovich. And she has been bouncing around wins and losses since. 2019 loss one loss one coming off a loss so you know the mma gods the math is going to give you manzani here and i think that's what it is i'm going to pick manzani shannon young don't know a ton about her um you know made her ufc debut coming out of knoxville tennessee she's from franklin county virginia va stand up timbo va um coming off of two finishes excuse me one finish to stephanie egger who's a legit legit prospect macy shizan who i'm i'm high in as well decision loss so she hasn't had it easy in the ufc and you look at some of the records you know invicta she was on that tournament Miranda maverick got her renegade choke she's fought some really good competition seven to four not the best record here but mazani is just i feel like she's clicking now with that Krause camp i saw her training with laura sanko and again tim elliott looked great in his past a couple times out physically mazani has looked fantastic Minus 160 is a good size number for which I don't love because I think this will be a little bit more competitive than maybe the line is going to say. This fight is going to go to the decision. I think we all can agree on that. Over two and a half is minus 175. I think that's a pretty sweet fucking number if I'm being honest with you. Over two and a half, minus 175. That's the only prop I have available right now. Put that with a parlay of maybe Romanov getting a sub or some kind of finish. I know that's hefty. 
put that with another one in a prop and, and just really build a prop parlay and fucking buy a mansion, buy a goddamn Rolls Royce, whatever you want to do. Um, but I like the over two and a half at minus 175. I thought that'd be a way bigger number. But give me Gina Mazzani there. Um, I just I just got a feeling like physically she's looked really good. I know she's coming off a loss and Shannon Young has fought some fucking great competition. Fight will be competitive, but Mazzani physically and I think mentally maybe she's in the right place right now. So give me Gina Mazzani. What about it? Next up, Andre Fille versus Anderson Brito. Great fight. Philly minus 260. I think one of the biggest favorites in the card, not name Alexander Romanov. Minus 260 is a good number for Andre Philly. 280 right now. Plus 210 for Jonathan. Um, Joe Anderson. I just called him Jonathan. Joe Anderson Brito. Uh, Slime ball cannon number two coming out of this fight. Can you tell guess who it is? It's Andre Philly, baby. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Locking them up. That's the lockup sound. My motor lock. When I saw this, when I looked at this last weekend, before I saw lines, before I saw anything, I'm breaking down fights, right? This fight stood out to me. I think Andre Philly is criminally underrated. And I think he's fought the best of the best, has lost some close decisions, been competitive in all his fights, including me. I have slept on him most of his career. I just remember him getting knocked out, yeah, yeah, year, thinking this guy's chinny. No, 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 no. This guy's a fucking dog in there, man. He's got good wrestling. His submissions, I wish, were a little better. He's coming off a Bryce Mitchell fight, which was close. Bryce Mitchell dominates that. Excuse me, the Pieta fight, which is actually an eye poke, which he was dominating. But besides that, Bryce Mitchell was just grounding him. But, but Philly was getting up. Philly, was, in my opinion, gave Bryce Mitchell a really tough fight. I know Mitchell won by unanimous decision, but competitive throughout. You know, split decision, whatever, Charles Duran, very close fight. Sadiq Yusuf, another very close fight, a guy I'm high on. Knocked out Shaman Wrights, which he's a huge underdog in. Miles Jury, which was which was a while ago. Um, but he's only fought just the who's who, the best of the best. And he's only really got, he's been finished by one guy in that Jaguar Rodriguez with a crazy kick. And Johannesson Brito, little ball of fucking muscle, 5'8", 145, bricked up, just shit brick house. So shoot the box, say. This dude's coming at you, right? He's not taking a step back. Fought Bill Algio. In his debut, Algeo, long-rangey striker, similar to Philly, but I think Philly has better striking. Brito just seemed to step behind, and, and he was in there with a high-level guy. And then, you know, coming off the contender series, Diego Lopez, decision, technical unanimous decision. I forget that fight. I should have went back and watched it. Diego Lopez is a good prospect in 19-3. And, um, and then he's got some decent wins. He's come from the LFA, FFSC. You know, my thing is a lot of guys that come from Brazil, they have a super padded record. You know, they don't really fight that many people. But a lot of Jonathan and Brito's fights happened back in 2018. You know, 6-0 guy, 18-4 guy, 9-0. And, um, and then 9-3, Jose Marisco is a very good fighter. All these wins are 28-2019. Then he took two years off, got Diego Lopez, and now he's taking almost a, a year, well, not quite a year off. Yeah. No, never mind. Oh, fuck it. What am I talking about? No. Biagio in January. So... This little big ball muscle who only has one way to win. He wants to march you down, and he wants to beat you up. Maybe mixing some takedowns, but he's a bricked-up dude, and he's got one way to win. How does Andre Philly win? Well, Andre Philly's got fantastic kicks. He's got long-range boxing, good wrestling himself, hard to take down, hard to hold down. If Bryce Mitchell had a hard time holding Philly down, I don't think Brito's going to be able to do that if you want to mix things up. Brito's going to come out 5'8", 
undersized, going to be swinging fucking bolos. I think Andre Feely's got to be very careful. He gets wild a little bit, but if he stays tight and precise like he, like I think he will, I think he's going to win this fight. I like him as a mortar lock big here, slime ball cannon at number two as well. Um, you know, I like Andre Feely a lot in this spot. I have him written down here as sub. I usually, if I, if I, because this is what I do, a little insight of the mind of Brian Petrie here. So what I do, okay, what I do, guys, is I look at the card, I print it out, and then I go through and I write down how the fight's going to end, how I see the fight's going to end. I just cap it that way, right? Just because I know all these fighters. And the fighters I don't know, I leave blank. Then I go do research, print on a new piece of paper, and then either change my pick or change my prediction or whatever. And then obviously after the research, we'll see what happens. So I've done that. And both times I've came back to Philly by sub. I think he can catch him with something. Even though Philly doesn't have the most subs on his record, he's more of a knockout guy. He wants to catch him catch him with a high kick. I can see a high kick happening. When's the last time he, he submitted somebody? Um, maybe never. Okay, so where did my sub come from? Does he have a submission on his record? Brian... What's happening? Okay, lost a guillotine choke over Max Holloway. Lost a triangle choke over Gordon Pepe. He doesn't have a submission on his record. Oh, no. So the submission prop's probably fat. Andre Philly to one by submission, nine to one. Listen, I'm going to trust my read. I see a club and sub happening here. I, th- I think Andre Philly has some good chokes. He's with Alpha Meadow. He's got those long arms. Fuck it. Club and sub. Catch him up high with a kick. Put him down. Grab a neck. Hey, good night, baby. Either way, I think Andre Philly runs away with this one. I think he's a superior fighter who's fought the who's who at 145. Is criminally underrated, criminally disrespected by yours truly. Not going to disrespect him anymore. Give me Philly. Plus one, or excuse me, plus minus, fuck, minus 260, because I'm feeling good. That's why I messed up, is because I was trying to hit the feely joke of feeling good, the little pun, so I fucked the whole thing up. That's what happens. I fucked the whole thing up. But give me feely. I like it. I like it. I love it. I fucking love it. Lock him up. Lock him up. Um, Next up, Jared Gordon versus Grant Dawson. One of the fights we broke down on the uh, Anakin Florian podcast. If you haven't heard it, go listen. You probably heard it. Um, I like this fight. Both these guys are very, very similar. Kenny and I were split. Kenny took Grant Dawson. I took Jared Gordon over two and a half. I think is money. I think Jared Gordon by decision plus two seventy five is money. It is going to be a grimy fight. I think you could even play split decision. I think some judges are going to have a hard time deciding who the fuck is going to win this fight. I think Grant Dawson is going to come out. He's going to control a measured pace in the first round. Second round is going to be a little closer. I think Jared Gordon is going to take over that third. Grant Dawson leaving Kraus going to American Top Team. Not really sure what's up with that. This was like Kraus's homegrown guy. Um, maybe we'll find out some more. On the, maybe the, obviously I know John will ask him when the, in the fighting meetings. Maybe John will bring it up during the broadcast of why you know he decided to ma- make that move. He was undefeated with Kraus, um, and it seemed like Kraus is is you know re- always in the coach of the year conversation. Um, so it's interesting that he left. Maybe there was a training partner issue. Maybe it was because you know you're not getting more um like one-on-one at an att att is a fucking mega gym you know you're not getting more specialized attention down there like you would move the kraus so there's a lot of a lot of things i want to know about um but yeah kenny and i were split on this so do what you want right kenny's a shark kenny's a fucking brilliant mind um jared gordon is an underdog i didn't give the numbers plus 145 and grant dawson minus 165 jared gordon's now plus 155 so i have not moved any lines no one cares <laughs> everyone's disagreeing with me um but yeah i mean jared gordon's put on some good performances and shows up 
You know what I mean? That's the thing. He shows up. Grant Dawson has faded a little bit, which worries me. Um, and maybe at this new AT&T, you know, he's getting this certain cardio and running outside in Florida weather. I don't know. But Gordon's in Florida as well. Give me Gordon as a grimy, slimy, dirty fight. Uh, that's a straight wager all the way. I'm going to play Gordon because of the plus number. I'm going to play him by decision at plus 275. And then I'll probably prop or, uh, yeah, parlay that prop over two and a half at minus 220 with, with several others to get a fucking juicy number. But this could be a scrap to the end. This could be a grappling battle. This could be a battle of fucking wills, baby. That's what it's going to be. And uh, I like Jared Gordon. Next up, Jared Mearscar, GM3, baby, versus Christoph Jocko. Mearscar, plus 150. Jocko, minus 170. I think this line's moving a little bit. Nope, same exact. Uh, so I picked Jock or Scoop. Fuck, I didn't pick Jocko. I picked GM3 on the podcast. Good to stick with it. And guess what, baby? You haven't heard from him a little bit, but dogs. Here. I'm the dog, the big bad dog. Oh, baby. Dog lock of the night, Gerald Mearsky. This dude is underappreciated. He is fucking good. He's fought everyone. He's a finisher. Jocko is not. He is going to control the pace here. He's going to slowly take over the fight. Um, I like this fight for Jared Merskart, and I cannot find the props. My eyes are failing me. Where are you at? Props? Trying to get my guy. Here we go. Uh, props here. Um, so Jeremy Merskart by submission right off the jump is plus 300. What? Jocko's been submitted one time in his career. Notoriously hard to take down with that karate style. Keeps his leg longs against the cage. Um, Mearscar, I think, has decent wrestling, but I think he has good striking, too. I think he can hurt Jocko. Jocko's been knocked out before at least twice. He's been hurt in fights. He's been buzzed. So I like Jared Mearscar by knockout at plus 1,100 as well. 11-1, Jared Mearscar going to catch them hands. Typically, what Mearscar does, he hands them, who, who, puts them down, Jumps on a neck, jumps on an arm, jumps whatever. I can see that happening. So I will be playing by submission, but I'm also going to sprinkle 11 to 1. When you give me 11 to 1 with a guy who's been knocked out before and a guy who does not even have half the resume Jerry Merskard does, <laughs> you're giving me 11 to 1 on anything? I'm going to hammer it, baby. So give me 11 to 1, Jerry Merskard. I think he's going to win by submission. I like the underdog play. I'm playing this several different ways. I'll share the ticket once I, once I do it come Saturday. I've written down here again, sub. I think that's where we all, our, all, our heads are headed because he's so good. But Jocko is a smart fire, calculated, cerebral. He will know that Merskart's looking for something. But man, Merskart with those hands, he's a big guy at 185. He can crack a little bit. He's tough. He's going to come after uh, Jocko, who I think has good kicks, but does not have great hands. I think he's going to get overwhelmed in there. I can be completely wrong, right? But I don't waver. I don't go on Jocko's guy. It's going to be a close fight. I guess I lean this way. I ain't leaning no way, baby. I'm picking Gerald Merskart by finish. And I'm playing it three, ten different ways, baby. I'm hammering this. Uh, I love this fight. The line was crazy to me. Um, not really sure what Vegas sees in Jocko. There's a lot smarter guys over there than me, but I'm looking to rob this one. I'm looking to take this one, Vegas. Uh, give me Jeremy Scott as well. Next up, Darren Elkins versus Tristan Connolly. Darren Elkins minus 165. The damage. Tristan Connolly plus 145. I did not like the way Tristan Conley looked on the scales the last time he weighed in. He's an older guy cutting all this weight. Um, I didn't love it. You know, we, he made his debut at 170 against Michelle Pereira and won. 
grappling guy, constantly grappling, takes a beating. This fight is a good matchup for both guys. I really want to see how good they're both really are. This is going to be a scrappy grappling affair. Darren Elkins is good on the ground. He takes your back. It's usually kind of death, right? Over two and a half is minus 210. I like that. Darren Elkins by submission plus 50. 550, I like that, but I like him by decision. I think plus 130 by decision. I think he's a dominate a lot of these exchanges. I think Tristan Connolly is a good wrestler, but I just don't think he's a good scrambler. Let me take that back. I think he's a good scrambler. I just don't think he's as good as Darren Elkins. I think Eric Darren Elkins is hard to hold down. And yes, he's old. And yes, his hips look like they're they need oil to move, but he's pretty crafty on the ground. I could be completely wrong here. Tristan Connolly out wrestled and grappled Michelle Pereira is fucking huge for 170. And this dude's fighting at 145, even though I don't like the weight cut for him. This is also gonna be a scale fight. Check out the scale. Check out how sunken in Conley is as well. Then, then maybe you can make your opinion on that if you're split. Elkins is a good size favorite. Probably not going to bet this fight because I don't know if the judges are going to know how to score this fight. I don't see a finishing happening. I see a really heavy grappling exchange. Who are they going to credit the more grappling exchanges to? They're both good wrestlers. They're both good on the ground. I think stand-up is, is, is far and away not their strong suit. This might be the first time Darren Elkins might not bleed in the fight because Tristan Connolly's just his stand up's just okay, but you know I wish there was a bet. I mean I think he's gonna bleed. He'll probably bleed the second he walks in the fucking cage. But I mean listen, he ain't fighting some big powerful striker that's gonna try to knock his head off. He's fighting a, a crafty guy that's gonna fucking try to take him down. Uh, you know I like uh, I like Elkins in the spot. This is probably gonna be a pass for me unless I hit the over two and a half at minus two ten. But I'm gonna put that with other things as well. Yeah, I just, I like Elkins in that spot. You know, Conley just, he took a couple times, uh, a couple years off. Uh, let me see, what is his actual, what he, what he was been doing? Because I don't know much about him. I watched the Pereira fight, and I watched his, uh, excuse me, his last fight. His last fight against Pat Sabatini, who's a fucking stud, by the way. So he's only fought twice in UFC. That's what I thought. Okay, so yeah. So um, Pereira back in 2019 took some years off. Sabatini, who's a fucking stud. He got knee barred by Shane Campbell back in the day. He's got uh, Mario Pereira decision loss. Um, okay, so he's only he's been submitted one time. Yes, yeah, so I don't see a submission happening, even though Elkins is pretty good on the back. His fucking... Um, Tapology pitcher Tristan Connolly is badass. He's like doing like this WWE like camel clutch thing on this guy. That's a badass pitcher. Boondocks is nickname. But I like Elkins here. The shot worn Elkins, the damage. How old is Elkins? I always feel like he's 87 years old. He's 37 years old. That's it. He's only two years older than me. Fuck. Oh, he's gonna be 38 and so he's three years older. He's gonna be 38 in May. But um, yeah, the damage is taking a lot of damage, and uh, I mean, there's only an excuse of why he's got that tattoo. All right, coming event: Jake Collier versus Andre Arlovski again broke this fight down. I don't want to repeat myself a million times. I'm taking Arlovski here, taking him by KO. He's my final slime ball candidate. Bada bing, bada boom. There's three. I'll go over the slime ball at the end of the show. I'll punch it into DraftKings, and we'll see the exact number. Um, but I like Andre Arlovski big here. Jack Jake Collier just is not a fucking heavyweight. He's not a heavyweight boy. He looks like he's in a fat suit. I'm sorry, he does. You look him at one. You look at him one eighty five. Look him at two hundred five. He looks like he's in a fat suit. He's not a heavyweight, right? Andre Arlovski by TKO is plus four hundred by submissions. Fucking twenty to one as well. I don't know if he's gonna submit him. Arlovski does have nice little leg locks, but he he, he he's gonna look. This is what Arlovski's gonna do. He does it. This is his new game. He's gonna stay on the outside. He's gonna box you up. He's gonna stay distance. He's gonna box you up. He's gonna box you up. If he clips Collier. Then he's going to go for a finish. 
Uh, and I think that's going to happen. Plus 400 by Andrelowski. Kale hasn't had one since 2015. Let's go, Orlowski, a beautiful son of a bitch. All right, main event time. Goddamn, this main event is fucking good. Woo! Again, if you're an MMA fan, okay, which you obviously are because you're watching me, and you're not jacked to the tits for this main event, there's something wrong with you, bro. There's something wrong with you. Marlon Vera. Plus 115 versus Rob Font. Robbie Font, minus 135. Um, let me see the lines. If they moved, Rob Font, minus 140. He's going up a little bit. Cheetah Vera, plus 120. Surprised by that. A lot of people I see are picking Cheetah Vera. I want to pick Cheetah Vera on the podcast. Kenny went first. Kenny, the fucking shark daddy that he is, picked Cheetah Vera. That's fine, right? 100%. I... To play the game, I'm like, I'm going to go Rob Font, right? Because I do think it is a very good fight. I think Rob Font is very skilled. I like Cheeto over five rounds. If this was three rounds, I'd probably lean Font. But five rounds, I think this is Cheeto's first time in five rounds. I think he's only going to thrive. He's a five-round fighter. Um, this is his moment. This is his first main event. I got to imagine his first main event. Kid's a fucking stud, right? He's younger than people. He's like 20 years old. Rob Font coming off a loss over Aldo. Got pieced up a little bit, but he's looked really good since he's come back. He was, he's gone for a little bit. Good for the size of the division. So what I was going to do, right, is I was going to come in here and I was going to sit here and go, listen, I know I picked him on the Anakin Florian. I picked Rob Font. But in actuality, I wanted Cheetah, so I'm going to pick him here on my podcast. No! No. I quickly shut myself down. I can't do that. I give out picks and I mean my picks. And if I double flip cross my own picks, everyone that, not everyone, but most of you that are listening or watching came from the Anakin Florian. So you've already seen that. And then you saw me say Rob Font and they're going to come on here and say Cheeto Vera. No, 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 no. I ain't a fucking snake. So I ain't going to do that. So my official pick is Rob Font by decision. It's going to be a close fight. All I meant that was that is I do like Cheeto a lot. I'm not very strong in this fight. That's why I didn't put in a parlay. Um, I will bet this fight probably fight goes through decision. I'm not going to pick a side. I think both these guys are durable. I think it's going to be a Rob Font fight early because Cheeto does start uh, start slow. A Cheeto Vera fight uh, late. Who's going to win those first three rounds? It's going to be a fucking high-level fight. I can't wait. See, see, I'm cussing a lot. See that? I need to cut back on the cussing. I realize that I cuss a lot, but I get excited. I get excited and the F words start throwing. My mom's from Long Island. She cusses every five seconds. You know what I mean? So it's in my blood. It's baked in. So I got to fucking, there it is. Got to watch it. I'm going to try to watch it. I ain't going to say flip or anything. I'm just going to not use the cuss words. But I like Rob Fun. I can't go back on it. Um, I understand a lot of sharps, a lot of smart people that follow me. Kenny Florian, they like Cheeto on this side. I get it, five-round fight. But I'm I'm going to have it goes to a decision. I'm not going to take money line. My official pick is Rob Fun. I think Rob Font's great. But I am uh, I'm sustaining because I'm just going to enjoy it. It is going to be a fucking banger. <laughs> a banger. All right, listen, here we go. So, dog lock of the night. Jared Merskart, GM3. I like him. I like him by submission. I like him possibly by KO, 11 to 1. Love it. Mortal lock, Andre Feely. I, I just, I'm feeling it. Another pun. Hey, don't, don't, don't turn it off. And then send him home is going to be the new guy, Tashora Tahara. 
Um, I like this kid. I like to cut in this kid's gym. That's what I'm saying. 22 years old. Got the bowl cut. Got the chakra. Looks pretty good for 125. Is a finisher in there. Uh, I just hope he doesn't get too excited in the UFC debut. But uh, either way, I think that fight's not going to decision. Either way, you cut it. Send him home is that. So those are my three locks. Slime ball parlay. Here we go. You ready? Get your pen and paper, baby. Get your pen and paper. I will tweet this out. I always say that I'm bad at it, but I will tweet this out. First, Andre Feely, mortal lock, minus 260. Of course, he's going to be in there. Andre Oloski, minus 145. I don't know how this guy who's on this crazy run is going to lead to a guy like Jake Collier. Maybe I'm disrespecting Collier. Probably am. Sorry, Jake, but give me Orlovsky at minus 145. And then Gabe Green, Gabriel Green, minus 135 against the newcomer, Johan. Uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name again because I don't want to get made fun of. Plus 307, three to one on your money, boys. Three to one on your money. It's not as quite as juicy as last week, but three to one? Put a couple unis on that, huh? Couple unis? You get three to one? You're gonna be buying a boat. You're gonna be buying a fucking boat. All right, that's it. That's the show. Uh, MMA Takes Podcast and everywhere. If you want a Value Boys t shirt, link will be in the description of the YouTube video. MMA Takes Podcast, IG, uh, Twitter. I'm heavy on Twitter. So I, I, I do see your IG messages. I apologize if I get back to them late. Um, but I am a Twitter boy. And then um, go rate and review on iTunes and, and, and Spotify. I'm at 51. Let's get that up. Bop, bop, bop. Let's bump it up. All right, boys and girls. I'll see you. Fun show. I'll see you. Let's get, let's get some money. Let's give them some fucking money. Woo! Hey, fellas, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? He's real good. The name is Dalton.